0: just a chaps chat okay yeah we got we got a couple of these coming up uh i don't know it's welcome to a chaps chat we're just in the office chatting away tonight gonna be bending some ears and and dropping some words of wisdom hopefully maybe we've had a lot going on since we last you know got together and recorded and obviously these are pre-recorded um so i mean You've had storms and <laughs> yeah. power outages and bad first impressions with your unit, which I want to talk about. <laughs> I have been up north in Michigan and had a just one-year-old who would not sleep at all, which is why we were not able to record while I was away, because it was like we're in a one-bedroom like condo. There's nowhere for me to do this. And my house is filled with unicorn stuff right now because we just had my daughter's birthday before nice. I go away for a month. Awesome. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get into this. But we had a good day at church today. Hopefully you had a good day at church today, and we've got some uh, some stuff that we can chat about. Yeah.
1: Sure. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know about good first impression. <laughs> I know. I don't know if that's the... <laughs> It was, I couldn't make an impression.
0: Yeah, that's true. Physically, I just, that was, just messing wow. with, you know. That how was, well, frustrating was that, though? Yeah. Well, Explain to everybody what happened, first So, of all. Where was, are your units at? Why you were in this position? What's yeah, going on? I'm slated to go to
1: Iowa for my new unit. And because of, you know, whatever army regs or whatever they think is best, the plan is for me to fly
0: there. Okay, not a problem. But Which is what, arguably better than driving, you don't want to drive there, uh, yes, it's safer for sure
1: because it's it's an eight hour at least an eight hour drive um over there, but yeah, I mean I also i i mean well that it's yeah, it would be a lot of wear and tear on my vehicle uh but i also I do like driving, i mean because then I'm in a place and I have a vehicle, so if I need to go somewhere else, I can do that, but that's true, that is true, so yeah, um. I get to the airport and the uh, Detroit airport and the flight is is two legs and the first leg is down to Dallas Fort Worth and okay it seems like a normal operation kind of oh uh, they had like you know they they had a, a second flight to Dallas Fort Worth but that's you know beside the point
0: anyways we get there yeah, the connecting flight—that's the worst.
1: Yeah, so I didn't know that. Yeah, so that 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 played into it a little. But get there, I'm sitting in, in the airport waiting, and we're we actually get on the plane, and they come over to the loudspeaker and they say there's a sort of maintenance issue. They told us a seatbelt, which was just really odd, and we were asked all to to get off the plane for security reasons which I, I have done that before where sure. there's been a maintenance issue and they make you get off the plane. Better safe than late. sorry in that yeah. situation 100% yeah. and, of the time. Yeah, and then they bring you back on and usually things are normal. Well, yeah. we get off and then we're told they don't have the part here. It's going to fly in. Oh my God. We'll, we'll reschedule the 4 o'clock. Okay, no problem. Because this o'clock. is still Friday. This is still Friday, right. And yeah, the kicker is I have to be at my unit by the next morning because they're moving out at zero six to go to a field exercise. Right. So, yeah, you'll probably see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Four o'clock rolls around. They have they either got the wrong part or something, but it was basically we've got to delay the plane again. Six o'clock. Okay. Six o'clock rolls around. Got to delay the plane again, whatever reason, until eight o'clock. And at this point, I'm like, okay, well, I will completely miss my connecting flight. There's another one that's later, but we're gonna get in like 20 minutes to spare. Am I gonna be able to make that flight? Uh, you know, do I? What's what's the deal that's going on here? So I stand in line, go talk to the customer service, which is 50 people now because everybody's like,
0: we've got to all change our flights. We all got to. Change your plans but you and stuff. showed them that you were part of the military, so everybody like parted like the Red Sea, yeah, right, right. so that you... <laughs> yeah no um,
1: no, never I, flash it in the in the yeah, so as I'm standing in line and watching the screen that they have that shows you know the updates of the times and stuff, it switches from eight p m to eight a m whoa, the next day and nobody realized it at first i, I asked a couple of people and i was like hey did you see that is that 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 can't be right can it and all of a sudden people started getting their dings on their phones and the message and then they announced it over the loudspeaker the flight has been delayed until 8 a.m the next morning and i'm like well i can't i mean that won't that won't even put me in where uh, you know, iowa like yeah. yeah and it was and if if it puts me in iowa at whatever time because I didn't even know I'm sure they had a flight to Iowa the next day but it's still it's like okay I'm gonna get in after everybody's already gone and you know I'll be sh- basically stranded at the airport going alright whatever so yeah I, I ended up talking to the commander like hey this is what's going on and he was like that's fine you're actually I I didn't realize this either but I'm at the end of my my mutas for the year, so uh, the so you if if nobody knows anything about the reserves, there's actually a certain amount of set there's a certain yeah amount of days that you can get paid for in a year, uh, from October to October, and if you hit a cap or you hit that limit, they won't pay you for the days over, that you're yeah. you're, you're still no there. overtime in the army. Correct. Yeah. So it ended up that I was I was that. Uh, I I only have uh, two days left, we'll put it like that. And if I'd gone this weekend, that was three days, so I would have been there without getting paid for one day. So it ended up, it worked out kind of, now. and I would have had to skip September as well. Yeah, so this works out better. Yeah, so this actually worked out a little bit better. But yeah, it was... There's
0: always a silver lining. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... How how stressful, though, right, to be in the airport. You've got, like, this hit time that you got to get to, and it's the first time that you're meeting everybody. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, Commander. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not coming this weekend. Right. Didn't tell you, and, but, yeah, that's fun. Man, yeah. that... Mute us. So, yeah, but I will say that while I
1: was there, I read through... I read a good portion of this book that uh, our, uh, call him a district president, but he's like kind of the overseer Mm -hmm. of uh, the pastors in the the Michigan district that he recommended reading. And it actually would be an interesting thing to talk about on here. It's called The Road to Character by David Brooks. And I don't know if you know who he is. I didn't know who he was uh, or who he is, Uh, but he is... A writer for the New York Times, and he so a secular book. Yeah, it's a secular book. Although he became a Christian back in 2013, from what I from from the all-knowing Wikipedia, of course. Yeah. And this, the these, the the book itself has a lot of Christian overtones to it, but it's not necessarily Christian. Like it's not sure. advertised as yeah. yeah. a Christian book. It's advertised as a well, a, a secular. Well, yeah. The road Here to character. How do you build character uh, yeah. in a person? And what red what's, book what's, with a with a silhouette on it? Yeah. And what's interesting, the opening or the framework that he's using—that's kind of the picture that's on the cover—is from this rabbi that talked about when Adam was created, that there, there were kind of two frameworks. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, i we're reusing the word framework there, but Adam existed kind of in two capacities. There was an internal and external, basically the, the way. But he goes into more details. And one of the, the illustrations that he uses is eulogy virtues versus uh, resume virtues. So, kind of, what would somebody say about you at your eulogy or, you know, your funeral or things that you accomplish that go on your resume? He says that those are two different types of, well, capacities, characteristics of a person, mm-hmm. and he relates these to these
0: Adam 1 and Adam 2. And have, you, have you ever heard anybody talk about, like, writing your own eulogy? Or writing your own epitaph?
1: Mm, no.
0: So I, I don't know where I don't know where I've heard it or or whatever but it huh?
1: I it sounds kind of narcissistic but okay.
0: Well, no, it, it so oh, I understand why it would sound narcissistic, but I I'm, I'm saying like it it basically is the idea of what do you want to be remembered as, right? Mm. That that kind of idea of letting that be the I forget where there is... There was something that 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 really spoke to this, and I forget exactly what it was, but it is kind of like, what's the legacy that you're going to live? Right, right, which is really interesting because you know I showed you before we started recording that like somebody today was like, I've got this Charles Spurgeon study Bible, and I, you know, I can't, I don't, I can't use it. The the type's too small. Like, do you want it? And I'm like. Is yeah. the Pope Catholic. <laughs> yes, I I want Whoa, this that's, Bible. A, that's uh, maybe the that's office not... of the Pope is
1: Catholic. Uh, I don't know about the the actual Pope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. you'd have to ask our Roman Catholic. Listeners we can let them get about. into that.
0: But but anyway, it starts with there's a like short biography on Spurgeon written mm-hmm. by Alistair Begg. Right. No. Who, which I don't know if you've seen. The man on the cross told me yeah. I could come. You've seen that, yeah. right? Okay.
1: And I've i, I, like I Bag is yeah. He's pretty
0: good. Yeah, except for he talks about John the Baptist being the first Baptist, which that always irks me a little bit. I think he's I think he's <laughs> playing on words. I don't think he's serious, but right. Who knows? But yeah, so I'm reading like I'm starting to read this biography because I'm very interested in Spurgeon, and I think I'm even going to take like I have Spurgeon's autobiography. I think I'm going to take the first one with me when I leave here for the month to see whatever reading I can get done in that time. Yep. Um, but I'm just struck at like the, the, the legacy, right. Which is important, but legacy is only brought about by character. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent.
1: Yeah.
0: It's so, so, I, so I important.
1: Actually, I actually, I just realized I had my notes on this with me cause I was, I was trying to be a good student and, Writing down so. so he describes Adam 1 and Adam 2 this way. So Adam 1 is the externalist, the resume focused one, questions of how to live, is concerned with success, uses utilitarian logic. Um, Adam 2 is internal and is more focused on the moral virtues. So, why are we here? Why are these things going on? He's more concerned with charity, love, and redemption and uses moral logic. This isn't theological,
0: right, or is this like Jewish it's, theological, like so, Jew, like Jewish I mean, theology? So, it was part because of. Because we believe in two atoms. Well, yeah, I agree. and Just and, not. Not the way he's. In the, where, the
1: way they're describing it. Yeah, so, no, this is just, this is like what's competing inside every person. And he does bring yeah. out later, I mean, in, and so the way the book is set up is he kind of gives this introduction the framework by which he's going to think through these. And then he starts pulling examples uh, from a pretty, at the moment, because I'm not finished with it yet, but a a pretty isolated time period. And what's interesting is what brought this about was he was listening to a program on NPR, and they replayed old broadcasts from the, the one that he happened to listen to was from, 1945 August of 1945 which is r- right after uh VJ Day. Yeah. And the people there were talking so differently than our culture today. It's, or at oh, least yeah. it's, that's the that's what You it ever was... gone
0: back and listened to old radio broadcasts? Not too many. Oh but... man. So when I wrote I... my novel I did. Mm. Because my novel set during World War II. Okay. And uh it's not out. Yeah. You can't buy it. If you want a copy <laughs> Talking about, I'm getting ready to republish it here pretty soon. Um, but I went back because I included a lot of the, you know, D-Day invasion. Like, yeah. and do you know how hard it is to transcribe from the way that they <laughs> talked? Was, yeah. Excuse me. It was so because, like, the way that they said things. It was. Yeah. It's so awesome to listen to. <laughs> like, you can even find, like, old baseball games back on, like, YouTube. Like, from yeah. 1955, you can see the Dodgers play the, the Yankees in Game 7 of the World Series. And even then, like, the way that they talked was so much better. we should have yeah. lived then, man. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's really, and
1: and I don't know if this is a strength of the book or a weakness of the book, but that's, so far, that's kind of the impression that you get that things were better back then. and yeah. And I get... Why he's saying that? Because in this radio program... Just
0: minus all the technology.
1: Well, that... Well, I mean, there's some other things, but (laughs) the way that they... uh, Like, Ben Crosby was on there Mm. and uh, some other names, and uh, the quote that I sent you a while ago, or, yeah, uh, Ernie Pyle, who was a a soldier, uh, had this written down as, I hope in victory we are more grateful than proud. And that's kind of what he's pulling out. Like from mm. this broadcast, this we just ended World War Two. Yeah. And granted, the way it ended with two atomic bombs that probably you know put some fear and dread in Correct. in our own people of just like what have we done? But that was it was a sobering moment for them and they said, you know, the Americans, at least the way they were responding on this program, was Yes, we've won, but we're not going to be boastful and arrogant about that yeah. because we know what the cost was of this and we know what it took to get to this point.
0: Well, and it goes back to what we discussed on, you know, the, the onward Christian soldiers podcast, right? The, the just war and the ability yeah. to defend and like, yeah, there is, you know, a cost to all of it. And, and you have to keep it like when you, we, we go to that, that, uh, that That idea that the a regrettable necessity mm-hmm. right like yeah. it, it it's a regrettable necessity to go to war, so let's remember that when we're celebrating a victory right yeah of the lives that it costs of the money that it costs because wars are not cheap right right and and of the toll mm-hmm. that that ultimately will take on on what the future may be because it will shape the future, you know, yeah differently. Correct, based on its outcome. Right. So,
1: once he gets through that introduction, then he starts just like reviewing characters who, are not characters, but real people, um, who existed and lived, kind of leading up to the World War II and then, uh, and some and, and, and past it, but just showing their character, and he he highlights different things on different people, of uh, the two that have been most interesting to me so far with probably no surprise he has dwight d eisenhower in there mm-hmm. but, but he also uses his mom ida eisenhower interesting um in it and then uh george c marshall uh, who's okay. the general and uh but in in each of these he kind of pulls out a, a characteristic and he doesn't he doesn't say that these people are perfect the other two that he's that i've read so far uh francis Perkins, and uh, uh, Dorothy Day. And then the one that I'm in now is uh, A. Randolph, uh, A. Philip Randolph, who was a civil rights leader. So, but he, he pulls kind of just these, like how they built their character and what was so engaging about them, or yeah. what, what made them stalwarts in what they were doing. And in it, he interweaves different ideas, stuff that we've talked about as well. Uh, vocation was a, mm-hmm. was a big one, and uh, he does talk about sin, and it's it's interesting that the way that he talks about it, because he 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 like touches on like original sin, but won't go that far as to say this is what original sin is—total depravity yeah. of of mankind. But he he recognizes that each person is out of whack so you know if if i had to guess it really sounds uh and i know this is getting heavy in the theology it really sounds more uh, roman catholic in terms of his assessment of of, okay. of of people but he he doesn't he doesn't really venture into that and he still it includes larger groups of just like there's something more that you need to Aspire to or cling to, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a very interesting book. My again, my only hesitation with it or critique maybe at this point is: are you is he advocating for a return to that time? Which I, I I'm assuming he wouldn't be because we can't go back there, correct? But it's also and again, I haven't gotten to the end of the book. How do we cultivate all these things that he's drawing out in our young people today so
0: well I, so it's interesting that I you bring up that idea of you know times past and the good old days which everybody says you know we think about the good old days were they really right the good old days right <laughs> I wish somebody would have told um, you but we long were... but we long yeah yeah Andy Bernard right. wish somebody had told me yeah what a great quote and a great way to end the season yeah um Honestly, that show could have cut the black after that quote and it would have been perfect. Yeah. Such a great freaking quote. But we talk about the the good old days and I think that the nostalgia for the good old days may be more morality based than anything. You know what I mean? It, it maybe maybe specifically maybe I'm speaking specifically for myself, but mm. like there's a book out um that I have, I have not read it yet, but it's called Modern Parents Vintage Morals, I think okay. is what it's called, and it's basically like, you know, I mean, it's biblically based, but, you know, you had a time in American history where, you know, whether right or wrong, people did believe this was a Christian nation, and they, for the lack of a better term, lived to the best of their ability By Christian morals, at least, or at least Christian ethics, right? Yeah, which is not necessarily gospel, which is not necessarily salvation, but at least you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, like the Golden Rule, rule. yeah, yeah, like those type. And people seem to be more trustworthy, all you know, that whole aspect. And and I feel like maybe specifically for me you know, that whole idea of that time frame and those morals are what may be more attractive than the actual time periods themselves, right? Yeah. When you talk about, like, my grandfather on D-Day is in the field working with his father because they had a farm, right? Yeah. Not at school. His two brothers are off to war. He's got to pick up the load, right? And and yeah. those kind of things, I think, help shape and mold who you are.
1: Yeah. I wonder, I'm just thinking this is just extemporaneous and
0: stuff. Of course. If there was a... It's where the chaplain's office is. It's all right? extemporaneous, yeah, baby. Uh,
1: yeah. The next next topic is Star Wars. No.
0: Of course. The, uh, which, in our it, office, it was. It would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or some type of Frodo in the Lost Ring or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so
1: I wonder about, like, and this ties into really the army profession, but, you know, I wonder if there was a better sense of trust back then than there is now.
0: Well, 100%. And I mean, you people used to not lock their front doors. Right. Right? Like, there's inherent trust because there's more community base, right? Everybody nowadays is, again, and I don't want to get off on this, like, old man, get off my lawn, (laughs) we should be in the 1950s (laughs) type of thing, but you know with the advent of social media and a likes driven culture yeah we have created a society that is about ourselves yeah not is. about our community yeah you know our communities are online well guess what that's not, not really you. community <laughs> Because yeah. one, yeah, you may interact with somebody behind a username, but you don't really know who that person is. Right. And I think you know we should talk about. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up. My okay. favorite movie that is the best movie I think best sports movie of all time for sure, which would be what? It's got to be Field of Dreams. Oh golly, no, it is not. <laughs> Rudy. No, Rudy is the worst. I do not like Rudy at uh, all. Bull Durham. No, it's the Sandlot, man. Oh, okay. All Come right. on. Uh, all right, yeah. It all still right. holds up, but you. like you think about. I, that. I just don't.
1: I don't think of that as a sports movie. Sorry, that's. I. I it's
0: literally I, named after a baseball field. How do you I, how view it as a sports movie?
1: Because I, I, don't think because it. It is named after a baseball diamond, but it is the the. Maturing of these young boys together in a group. I don't like, happens
0: on a baseball field. Well, yeah,
1: but I, I mean,
0: and is centered I, around a lost Babe Ruth signed ball.
1: <laughs> what more okay. sport do I, you need? I, I, I'm not saying it's not a sports movie. That's like I'm saying just saying Miracle is not, not a hockey movie. It's I, I'm just saying that when I, I, I don't definite. Well, yeah, I, I don't. That was not. I don't categorize that as a sports movie for some reason. That's I, the, just that is the weird, weirdest didn't... take
0: I have ever heard. From I anybody. I don't know.
1: I I, I <laughs> guess I guess because I just enjoyed it as a uh, just as a movie as, as a movie. Sure. Yeah, it was it was just a good compelling story of these boys. I mean the uh, the lifeguard. See yeah, oh, Pepper perfect my
0: darling oh, lover girl. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love oh, I and I watch it. that movie as often as I can and as a 36 year old man it still holds up. Yeah. Like I oh, love it's it great. every time I watch it. Yeah. But it, you think about that, right? It's set right. in the 1960s. Fourth of July, their one night game a year because yeah. the sky was lit up yep. by fireworks. But what are yeah. they doing? There's a community block party that is taking place, right? right, and is allowing them to, you know, have this opportunity. And I think a lot of in our modern society, and we talk about community a lot because we have our communities of our, you know, church bodies and the surrounding communities that we are called to impact. But that loss of community is, is I think maybe. Along with the nostalgia for the morals, kind of that longing that that is for those good old days. Yeah, that trust factor, right? I mean, yeah. yeah I, think about think about parenting back then. You send your kids out to play. Yeah, come home when the streetlights are on. Well, well, yeah, and that,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <coughs> that on one end, and then also, you know, the the trustworthiness
0: of schools, like, yeah, in the community, and so. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, because I think now there it just is. seems like a constant battlefield right public education specifically yeah. yeah i mean i know we that was part of our decision-making process and yeah. i know i don't know if we've talked yeah. about it like live or not in recording yeah. but like we're both homeschool parents yeah at least i mean ours starts this week so That's right yeah like it's because of the impact of the length of time that our children are away from us during the day. Right. Um and the influence, like yeah. that again, goes back to the word trust. It's not that there are bad teachers at, at Jack's School last year. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that they cared for him. Yeah. But one I also don't trust the kids and the parents raising the kids that he's surrounded with eight Correct. hours a day. Yeah. That's a that's a very important aspect of of the choice that we made right well that's biblical bad company corrupts
1: good character which is exactly what we're talking about
0: correct yeah back to character because yeah which is why how how important do you think like okay jack london i don't know if you've ever read it but like jack london had a credo that he lived by right and there's someone i gotta find it but somebody made a quote about like you know Basically, to be a good man, you have to live by a creed. Yeah. How much do you think having, you know, Jordan Peterson has his 12 rules for life, right? And Mm -hmm. I I shared with you over this last weekend this Lessons for My Son book that that I wanted to work on, potentially collaborate with. Like, how important do you think in developing character, having a set of rules or a motto or a creed impacts that?
1: uh, Extremely and
0: the evidence
1: of that is in our own profession i mean you enter into the military and the first thing you learn is you have to recite it every time (laughs) they call you to attention and stuff is yeah the soldier's creed
0: and that's and and which actually is what i have right here this is a chaplain's creed yeah oh yeah okay and so you
1: know there's this one and and I mean, that's an easy example, but I, sure. I also I mean, from the church's tradition, creeds well, yeah, are what yeah. bind you together. And Correct. it is a it is a sense of I am establishing this is where we stand. Yeah. And if you're with us, great. If you're not, well then you're not with us. I mean that's Correct. that's just that's how that is. And and there is a you know, in the army, because we talk about the warrior ethos and all those things of what is expected of us. And that comes out in the creed and that's where it's all drawn from. And so the, I I know I'm mixing my metaphors here, but also like in the church, when you have a group of people that confess together a creed Mm -hmm. or when they sing together a hymn or, uh, you know, or they, they pray together the Lord's prayer. There's something unifying about that. Yeah. And so yeah, there's a real sense of there has to be something that, that grounds us or, or or that well that grounds us and that binds us. Mm-hmm. Of I am an American soldier and I'm here, you know, I will never leave a fallen comrade. Yeah. So you're binding yourself to the
0: people who share that same uniform with you. Um uh, you know, well, I mean, even Luther, right? Like, here I stand. Right. Like, yeah. And I mean, and not necessarily a life creed for him, but definitely a pivotal moment in his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somewhat of uh, a pivotal moment. Yeah, well, and and, and and not just a
1: pivotal moment in his life, but in the life of Church. Christendom as yeah. we know it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so there's definitely, and, and you look through, I mean, there are, Plenty of examples in history of things that words specifically that bind people together, you
0: know, whether it's Declaration a, a, of Independence, exactly, huh? or you know, whether it's a, a Federalist Papers, the Anti Federalist Papers, yeah, or you know, I'm, I'm
1: thinking more like Henry V when he gets out there uh, and he gives this the St. Brandon Day brothers. speech, yeah, uh, and a brother, yes. exactly. Yeah, things like that. Or in fact, I just the,
0: listened to the Jocko podcast on that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's and, really good. Yeah, and or
1: you know, win one for the Gipper. Um, yeah, you know, Newt Newt Rockne. And, yeah. You know, but, or Abraham Lincoln, the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah. You know, all there's all these sorts of four score te- and
0: yeah, yeah, uh, of text really words. John that, Kennedy asked, "Not what yeah. your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country." Yeah, and which I believe he made on the steps of the Michigan Union at the at U of M. Really, if I'm not mistaken. I I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but that that potentially could be the place that it happened. Yeah. So, so yeah, there Go is blue. this
1: this binding together, this yeah. um, and 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 really given a purpose and direction. So, one of the and I'll just. Use this example because I'm most familiar with it, so in our church services, we say the creed every mm-hmm. week, and I always introduce it with uh, we confess together God's great works for us because it, the creed is actually telling what God has done for us Correct. created, saved us in Jesus Christ, uh, sanctifies us by the Holy Spirit, gives us the church, um, and so these are all his great works for us, and uh, we confess together. Great works for us and the faith of the church, so that you realize that this is something that has been confessed for 2,000 years. Yeah. I mean, since Christ rose from the dead, and and most of it comes from the words of scripture themselves. Words, yeah. So you're actually saying scriptural things together with your community there, but then also realizing that that attaches you to. The community that has been there since Christ ascended, but then even farther back as we would call old testament believers christians it's it's I think that's a right thing to do because they believe in the promise of the messiah mm-hmm. and you're you're being bound with them, and then once we go on to be with the Lord, those who confess it after us are are bound to us, so there's there's a beautiful you know bringing together. And also directing of this. This is the truth that we live by, and that gives me purpose in my life. I know that God has made me, given me my eyes and ears and all my, my reason and my senses, and he sure. still takes care of them. Yeah. Uh, for this it is my duty to thank, praise, serve, and obey him. And I know Jesus Christ has purchased and won me from all sin, death, and the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood, innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom. And that the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gift, sanctified me, kept me in the true faith, and will raise me from the dead on the last day. So you start to see I have purpose and meaning in this as well. So, yeah, that concept of, of creeds and, and and rules can go with that, too. Yeah. I, I think there would be a little distinct in my a, mind. Div- yeah, there's a distinction for sure. Yeah. But they are definitely formative and that's what they're supposed to be. Yeah. It's not just uh there's a a song by uh, uh Rich Mullins I think is the the writer of it. It's called Creed. Yeah. And it's uh it's the Apostles' Creed and but it's the chorus of it he Third Day says, also did it I believe. Yeah, Third Day did. It. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um and they said I I did not make it no it is making me it is the very truth of God. Yeah. But the the point there is that it is forming yes. Us. And the same yeah. with the soldier's creed, the same with, I'm sure, you know, if you had a, uh, at football when you break down on a, <laughs> a, a, sure. a slogan or something. Those some who stay will be champions. What's that?
0: Those who stay will be champions. Yeah. It's Michigans. Yeah. No. Do you have, yeah. outside of obviously the theological and the ones that you recite every Sunday, do you have maybe have you written down rules for yourself or a creed for yourself? I know we say like at the end of each podcast, like stay uncultured, which essentially is a creed for uncultured dad, because we want to remind you like you're called to live in this world, but not of this world. Right. So have you ever, have you ever formalized, I guess is the, the, the conversation. Not, not really. Uh,
1: Outside, outside of theology, no. Or well, excuse me. Inside theology, no. I because that yeah, it's, we, it's been handed down those. to me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Outside of that, and and it's. I would say I'd be very hard pressed to think. To think of situations that aren't theological in some way. Of course. Um. I mean, there there are just verses that, you know, come to the back back of my mind that you know those are kind of things i'm sure that he who began this good work in you will bring it to completion yeah. on the day of our lord jesus christ which
0: is yeah. right up here on on my wall which is um, a creed in and of itself yeah right? it's a reminder it's yeah. formulating um so, all things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose yeah right
1: and then i mean yeah I, I, in obviously in our our profession we've submitted to you mm-hmm. know, the, the creeds and the, the rules um Yeah, You know, the loyalty, respect, duty, selfless service, honor, integrity, personal courage, those things. Um, Yeah, but outside of that, I would say, no, I haven't really written or formulated something. I've just taken those things and tried to embed it in myself.
0: Going back to that conversation about, uh, you know, the good old days. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not a fiction reader, correct? Not really, no. Okay. Because I, I was thinking about that because, and I, again, I'm going to bring up the fact that I wrote a novel, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like th- for the, the time that I was spending preparing that, like the amount of time that I had to spend in the nineteen forty like 30s and 40s, right, around when my grandfather was born. It was so interesting to me i I went and like I would find like the the billboard top one hundred from the nineteen like forties right and like mm-hmm. listen to those songs and try to like get in that mindset, which I think is why i don't know i i that's why I love reading fiction first of all because it allows me to like participate in the setting of the story right yeah um I mean I I love reading fiction. I know I know that the the amount of time that we have is not really you know conducive to reading a ton, but there is there was a time like when I lived in Texas and um uh, that I was reading a ton. I mean and I just want like sometimes I I miss doing that research and like putting myself in that, you know, mm-hmm. mindset of okay, what was it like to be in the nineteen forties? Yeah. You know, what was it to you know, pay a dollar to go to a baseball game and yeah. you know no. I don't know.
1: I I will say though, I did read a fiction book but I, I I re I reread it, so I don't know if that counts. But it C. always Lewis, counts. Okay, C. S. Lewis's um space trilogy, uh, I read I checked it out from the library, and it came as a three volume, as all three volumes in one uh, book. So nice. I, I couldn't, I didn't make it all the way through all three books, but so I, I read um, first one out of the silent planet, and yeah. then
0: uh, most. See, of- I can't do space fiction, science fiction. Uh, but this, a struggle I struggle with it. Yeah. Like Guardians of the Galaxy are my least favorite MCU <laughs> movies. They're great, yeah. and I love uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, but I just I. Even Thor, like I like Mm -hmm. Thor as a character, but you get into the 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 dwarves and all that stuff. Like I just give me Captain America.
1: (laughs) Always. Well but I will say Yeah, the the space because Lewis wrote it at a time when we were just kind of we weren't even like I mean. Like I've never
0: seen Star Wars. Really? No, not a single one. Oh my goodness. Never one. Revelation from AJ. Uh, I've never seen. There's Star really, Wars. there's really only, only three, four, yeah. four of them that you should watch. Here's there's, another one that I'm actually ashamed of, though. What's that? I've never seen a Rocky movie. Really? No. Wow. No. Okay. And I've seen a lot of movies. I just don't know why yeah. I've never seen
1: a yeah. Rocky movie. So Rocky, that's a good example. I would not think of that as a sports movie, even though that's centered around boxing. I, I just, I. I, again, I don't know. It's, Your ability to compartmentalize things <laughs>
0: it's, it's is just, unbelievable. Yeah, what would you I, consider I, it? I,
1: uh, I mean, that's it's a drama. I mean that. Okay. Like, I, I again, just is. Remember
0: the, the Titans a sports movie?
1: So that I would consider one. I don't know why. I, I and I, I don't know that I could. Differentiate, is Rudy a sports but, movie? So,
0: yeah, Oh, man. I I don't like Rudy. I especially when I, I read I, like how. F- false and, like, yeah, inaccurate it was. I used yeah. to like it, and then I was like, nah, I don't. I, Just yeah, tell I don't, the
1: story. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's, I wouldn't consider that one a, a sports movie either. Like, I'm not what's a, the I most pivotal
0: fan. scene of Re- Rudy? What's the most pivotal scene?
1: Well, I guess when he gets in. I mean, at the very <laughs> end. Uh, yeah, you, you failed
0: the setup. <laughs> man, oh, man. It's a jersey scene where they go and set the jerseys on the coach's desk. Oh, to get it so that, he, so can that play. he can so that he can suit up for that yeah. game, yeah. Yeah. So he can make the dress list. Like they all go in and turn in their jersey so that he can be part of the team. Yeah, yeah never happened. Yeah, they never did yeah. that. What you, Whatever. I hate yeah. when they do that kind of stuff. I hate yeah. when they so take creative liberties.
1: But Yeah. I. It, well, let
0: me let me close my thought on yeah, C.S. Sorry. Lewis and.
1: Sorry, and space trilogy. I got off so on sports movies. It's 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 really interesting because it, the concept is man, Earth is the silent planet because it's fallen, and okay. so it's no longer. That's I mean that's how the, the, they're creatures on the other world. That's how they think of the planet. Then and, mm-hmm. and they talk about you know their god and I, I forget their title for it, but it's it's I mean it's allegory that. Uh, their God, the rest of the creation hasn't uh, hasn't fallen, but God had to go and do something for that planet. Anyways, so it's a, it's a really interesting uh, <coughs> perspective on what would what would life be like if there if we had not fallen, if if everything were still kind of Eden like, yeah. then also how absolutely corrupt we are as human beings and so it, it, it's a an interesting yeah i mean it's just lewis kind of laying a hey. bunch of stuff out there just like here let's think about this so anyways, I, I i enjoyed that that was fiction that's how we got onto this that's what i read
0: he's a really was good it? fiction writer yeah
1: and uh my oldest daughter is well uh rachel is reading chronicles of narnia the lion the witcher yeah, and the wardrobe there too. you go so
0: I read that. I got to get Jack into those. Yeah, um,
1: I read the first book in that, and so well, so confession for me, I've never read the entire series of Chronicles. Again, yeah, the whole, me either. all seven books. Okay,
0: I had it, it. I think yeah. at one point I had the entire collection, like in one book. Yeah, but I don't know where it's at. I do have the Lord of the Rings, which I've not read yet. Um, uh, and Harry Potter because I do like the Harry Potter books. I've, Judge me. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't. I I I I think Harry Potter is all right.
0: I've never read th- those books. They were interesting. Um, and then my yeah. whole shelf of Stephen King. Like, yeah, because I yeah. love Misery. Have you ever read Misery?
1: No, I, I've seen the movie. But... <laughs>
0: that <laughs> that was... <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I I. Book adaptations into movies drive me nuts. I haven't Mm. seen Misery, okay? I've read Misery twice. But what they did with my favorite novel, Hulu, what Hulu did with my favorite novel is unpardonable. It was just purely butchered. Is it the Gunslinger? No, I haven't gotten all the way through that. That's going with me when I leave for this month. I'm taking two books. autobiography and that. I going to see how much I can. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to read, but <laughs> probably not going to be much or for five minutes it, in my time. Better to have and not I, need. Correct. My need pho- see, like, that's kind of like a philosophy that I, like, that's a rule that I live by. Yeah. Because Jess, what, like, even when we went on our trip last week, she's like, Do we need the umbrellas? I said, Listen, it's better to have them and not need them than to need them and not have them. Yeah. Like, I live by that <laughs> yeah. in that's, all that's, areas that's, of life. That's a straight,
1: no. that's a straight from the army.
0: Thing. Of course and My favorite novel Oh okay. Yeah you were telling me about that Yes, right. the, I'm telling you if you can get this from the library and read it I mean it's huge I mean it's massive yeah. I'm 300 pages into it I started it in January Because I read it every year I don't even know if I'm going to be able to finish it by the end <laughs> of the year yeah. I, I have it on audiobook too So it's a 30 hour audio book So I usually wow. would just like listen to it While I was driving to and from work Anyway, so Hulu adopts this into like a mini series, and just shredded it. I was oh. so mad, and I was li- I was reading Stephen King's memoir, and he's like, "I don't care. Like they have as much creativity and license to develop the story. Like he doesn't yeah. get mad about it. Like the only one I think that he was ever mad about was The Shining. Yeah, I think. Is that, I was um, going to ask you about that one. Yeah, yeah, that book is incredible too but I yeah. haven't seen the shining. I I rarely will watch the Stephen King movies cuz again, I think we've had this conversation. I'm way too visual of a person oh. that I it'll never leave my mind and I yeah. won't sleep for 4 weeks. When I was a youth pastor, I I I think it was spiritual warfare specifically, which is something we can talk about too, but Oh yeah. Like I went I went through like bouts of just pure insomnia and it mostly happened on saturday nights of course right it, it just i was single i lived by myself i would just lie awake in bed could not fall asleep no matter what i did um so watching a stephen king movie would like probably fall me back into the insomnia stuff and i'm yes. like i ain't messing with it yeah i mean, the books are not as bad as the movies are as far as scary it's the jump scenes that get you Yeah. (laughs) They're the ones that get you. Yeah. Then you can't forget them, like that doggone part in It that I saw (laughs) 25 years ago. Yeah. Where he's kissing the freaking clown. Kiss me, fat boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And then somebody asked me if I saw the new It, and I was like, uh, no. 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 I will not. Especially nowadays where, like, they're pushing the envelope even farther for, like, how demented and 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 just horrific they can get to scare, yeah, anybody and everybody. Well, it's
1: so that's an interesting yeah thing in itself. A hundred percent is that, and I've I've learned this or, or this. So we're gonna uh, man, we're, we're going all over the place. That's today, fine. But that's, that's what the <laughs> chat
0: chat is all about. <laughs> yeah.
1: So there was a um, I don't know if your church this kind of ties to the uh, purity culture stuff that we talked about but it's it's different because i think it's it's much more gospel oriented and it's uh but uh it was a like basically a, a, a porn porn culture or something was what it was called and it was put on by it was actually a secular presentation at my college and then uh it was talking about how addicting porn yeah. is and afterwards there was kind of you know he was like gave the presentation and then it's like you would like to stick around for a message about the gospel there there'll be a short break and so so that was that was pretty cool because it was it was everything in there in the, the presentation was all just like it was completely yeah just data driven secular just, mm-hmm. here's the information and then at the end it was you know you're struggling with this whatever you need to talk to, we can pray with you, know that Jesus
0: has died for the sin. Which is the right sin. way to have those conversations.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but in it, the thing that he brought up was that it's, it sets the endorphins in your mind. And so, and it's just like, just like with drugs, that it's, you, mm-hmm. you have to get back to that level. But what gets you to that level has to be more than what you had initially mm-hmm. and in terms of pornography it becomes more and more perverse uh, in terms of obviously drugs it becomes more, more and, and more. more yeah yeah and it's it, the uh in the same it's probably true of anything <clears throat> that is addictive and, and has those qualities about yeah. it
0: Yeah, but um But I would imagine the adrenaline rush from a scary movie is one in the same.
1: Right. Yeah. And those who get high on that, it's like, well, what's
0: the next thing? And how much more perverse can the violence get? Yeah. Right? Like, you talk about stuff like Saw, right? Mm -hmm. A movie Saw. I don't know if you ever saw it. Nope. Um, When we were in high school, I think it came out, or college. It was probably college because it was a rated R movie. Don't judge me. I was a Christian that went to a rated Mm -hmm. R movie. Well, we went to it, it was just, like, a horrific movie. Yeah. And I was like, I will never go and see something like that again. I'm not even sure I wanted to see that to begin with. Right. And then now we get movies like The Purge, which is yeah. horrifying. Never watch it. Um, <laughs> unless you're Joan Colomezzo from uh, Parks and Rec who <laughs> suggests that we have a Purge. Yeah. Um, I... It just, like, uh, in like, the movies, like, that come out. I'm just trying to think, like, Insidious, right, is a movie that came out. You have, like, the silent place where, like, you can't talk because the aliens will get you. Like, just the, the insanity that we have driven ourselves to, mm. uh, is just, it's crazy to me. Like, what is it? It's, uh, it's what Lewis says in Mere Christianity, right? Like we're foregoing a day at the sea to play with mud cakes. Yeah, you know, and and that's kind of what we've done with our entertainment—is said, what's the cheapest and fastest and yes, worst that I can get, as opposed to something being better. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, and we and we've we've trained ourselves into those ruts.
1: That, yeah, we have that. This is, you know. <laughs> This is as good
0: as it gets because
1: that's all. Yeah, that's all we know.
0: And, and it's to tie this not. Back to that, there's so much better entertainment.
1: Yeah. Well, and to tie this back to that that book that I'm reading, I think that's kind of something else that's underlying his theses is that there's we have forgotten because or 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 we never learned even because at some point there was this shift. This break, this divide in our expectation of how good things should be, how, how people should be good to one another is really what yeah. he's going for. But just this, it's still an overall assessment of, you know, the reason we're where we are today is because we don't know any better. And that's why Lewis, uh, told him again, says, read old books. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that gives you a better perspective.
0: On it. One pastor I use list who said, make sure that you have dead mentors. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which I think is great. Like, Yeah. You know, that's why I have, again, don't judge me, the entire Calvin commentary set, right? Mm-hmm. I want to read those guys. I've got a number of Luther books. I literally have a Charles Haddon Spurgeon study Bible now. Yeah. Like, I want to learn from the guys who have done it before, because obviously the legacy, to go back to, again, tied into what we talked about earlier, the legacy that we leave is important, and these men's books are still being reprinted. The yeah. impact that they have had over generations, because they were true to their calling, is palpable. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want to learn from them? Yeah. You know, that. To go to, you know, I mentioned the book that I told you I wanted to write, and maybe we'd collab on. One of the rules is read, 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 (laughs) and then read some more. Yeah. Because it's so important. Yeah. I don't know who said this, but I've heard
1: it before. Um, Find good men and imitate them. Yep. And I mean, it, it might be just a colloquial saying by now, but. There's this concept. it. Well, it ties back to the bad company corrupts good character, so of course. You, you would go with the inverse. Good character is going to increase good company. And, yeah, to...
0: So is Confucius. But he didn't say it exactly like that. Oh, really? Okay. He said, if I'm walking with two men, each of them will serve as my teacher. I will pick out the good points of the one and imitate them and the bad points of the other and correct them in myself. Okay. quick little google search there (laughs) what would we do without the google machine yeah yeah i don't know character is very important i think that it all ties back to the creeds, specifically the theological creeds that we adhere to and as dads like we need a creed ourselves, and it should be grounded in theology and it should be something that we love train serve protect and provide through um and I think, I think that's a good place to stop. Sounds good. So thanks for hanging out in the chaplain's office tonight. <laughs> this has been Chaps Chat, I think, number three. I don't know. We're just rambling We're... them off. Yeah. It'll be out when it's out. He's Coleman. I'm AJ. We'll see you next time on the Two Chaps pot. Stay on